You are listening to episode 17 of the Ball Blab podcast. Myself and Braden Chevry talk about our reactions to the league division series across the league and our reactions to the league championship series so far. Alrighty, this week we got Braden Chevry, host of After the Horn and currently in college. So Braden, what's up? Hey, I'm happy to be back. Uh, it's, it's been a little bit. A lot has happened since the last time I was here. Um, but yeah, excited uh, for the opportunity again. Definitely. No, last time we talked, I think it was like late or early June, it seems like. Now we're in the playoffs. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, recap the division series. And then now let's talk about the championship series. So currently, Padres are and Phillies are tied one to one. What a what a season that's been for both of those teams. Then you have the teams who just shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be allowed to play. The Yankees and the Astros. Uh, third time in I think five years. Insane. Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the division series. Um, which one caught your eye? So I. Being in Syracuse for for school and all that, eh, everybody talks about the Yankees here. It's awful. I hate it. Um, but there there were all eyes on the Yankees against the Guardians. Uh, in kind of in, in my personal opinion, a surprising run for the Guardians, uh, a team who you know we considered to be rebuilding maybe a year or two ago after deep playoff runs. They lose Francisco Lindor, um, and and you know you kind of look at that that team as a different team, but of course they got Jose Ramirez, and and he's he's no joke. And and that was certainly a a, a series that um, we didn't expect to go the distance. Uh, it, it seemed like the Guardians had that in the bag, but the Yankees not giving up without you know their closer Chapman, who just kind of said bye, um, and. You know, you, you can't discredit what Aaron Judge has done this season, but uh, you really thought a, a superpower, like we've seen a ton already in these playoffs, was going to go down. Absolutely. You know, after game three, it's like, oh my gosh, are we going to watch the upset of the year here? You know, the Guardians, Oscar Gonzalez, they're riding off his bat. Oscar Gonzalez, man, that's all I can tell you. Um, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? I just <laughs> love that. I just love that. But... That series was dominated by pitching. Whoever had the bet- better pitching would win. And we've seen this in all the division series and all the wild card round, but the wild card round was crazy. Oh, I, for a moment, for a moment, our last episode uh, about this the playoffs, uh, I said, yeah, I think the the Blue Jays are definitely going to win. They're up no, eight to one. No, you can never Uh-oh. you can never Uh-oh. say Uh-oh. that about a Toronto Uh-oh. team. I I know better than most. Uh oh. Yep. <laughs> so. And, and the Mariners got swept 18 innings, Braden. Yeah. First run on a Jeremy Pena home run. And, you know, pitching depth is everything. Um, what? Let's move over to the National League where we had the Phillies versus Braves upset there. And then the Padres versus Dodgers upset there. Let's talk about the Braves series quickly. How much have we learned about the Phillies and their series against the Braves? I, I think it is incredible what the Phillies have done this season after firing Joe Girardi and, and having an interim manager it, in order to, one, make the playoffs and to 
get an upset and now three be be in the the CS. I mean, the, I played for the Phillies in Little League, so I, you know that's who I'm rooting for right now. Um, but no, I I think they have the perfect mix of veteran leadership and young talent. And I th- I think, in my personal opinion, the only sport that that doesn't always work out in is baseball. You see a lot of great championship teams, either more veteran heavy or, you know, someone out of nowhere. And I thought I thought the Phillies are your traditional balance of youth and, and veterans. But uh, the, the manager position more than anything, being, uh, you know, a new manager, not being in that role before and being able to lead this team who... You know, it, it's working out for them, but they, they got a lot of egos. All right. There's a lot of heavy bats in that lineup. And, and we've certainly seen them go to good use. But I, I think, you know, the Guardians were definitely an exciting team to watch in these playoffs. But all my eyes are on the Phillies right now. Phillies, you know, you mentioned veteranosity. You know, that's such a key f- factor when you get to October to set the stage because if you have just a bunch of young guys, especially in a man- marriage manager manager role, I can't say the word. <laughs> um, once you, if you have that in the manager role, you know, you need experience in the playoffs. And I feel like a young core 2018 was an exception. I feel like for the Red Sox, but you need veteran leadership in October more than ever, especially in this day and age in baseball. And especially a Phillies team getting hot right now. I like my odds if I'm Philadelphia. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. And then as we move on to the other series, you know, the 111 win Dodgers went down against the Padres without a game five. It, That's just incredible to me in baseball. You were going to say something? Well, it, the Padres, when you look at them, it's it's like an all-star team. But at the same time, we got to realize they don't even have their their franchise player. You know, at least not right now. Fernando Tatis is, is out right now. And and they were still able to topple the best team in baseball after it, not not even the distance. They they just they they showed up, they put in the work, and they're on to the next round. And I think the the Phillies, you know, may be the most unlikely to make it to this final four scenario. Um but the the Padres they probably had the toughest, toughest route to get where they are right now, and and that, you know, if you look at any of the four remaining teams, any of them could be champions, and you know maybe on paper, obviously the Phillies are are in that last place spot, but like I said, what they've been doing, that the postseason magic, and we've definitely seen this before in sports, the unlikely team will sometimes take down the superpower. Cinderella teams, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm not counting 2020. 2020 was a fake year, but <laughs> 20, 2019 and 2021, it was Cinderella teams. You had the Washington Nationals who were last place in mid-May, made a run. Then you have the Braves who were just under 500 in or mid-August. And they won it all. They beat LA. And then you have, you know, fast forward to modern day, the Padres were inevitably um, – projected as a third place team because the giants and you know dodgers were going into this year as a super team and although the giants didn't make it the padres snuck in thanks for the to the third wild card you see them you know uh, you mentioned tatis they they lost them but 
Hassan Kim, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, he's, you know, done a great job um, filling in for him in his role. And I saw a video by the Jolly Olive, and this the thumbnail, and it said, no, this was very unlikely. You know, no one could have predicted this at all. And you, you made a good point, you know. It's not easy for them to get to where they are right now, you know. I, I think um, in, in all sports, when you get to the playoffs, the the phrase everybody thinks of is the hot. You, you got to watch out for the hot team. You know, in hockey, it's the hot goalie. Whoever gets hot is winning the Stanley Cup. Um, in football, it's whoever had a better second half of the season, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Baseball, logistically, shouldn't really work like that. You got you know the slowest game out of all the, the major sports where next year. well yeah true with the pitch clock yeah but um you know you look at that and you you say well really this should just come down to talent on paper but my goodness the postseason magic i i think of uh randy rosarena no nobody knew who he was and then he now he's getting paid with the with the rays like out of nowhere and and we're seeing like like we've mentioned on every team there's been someone who's who's stepped up whether that's a an october call-up or or excuse me a september call-up or um or someone who who has just been on the bench all year we we see this all the time pitching usually the peak happens around mid-season where you're you're seeing those guys come up and stay up but the position players they, down to the last available uh, game, they, they'll come up and, and they'll make a name for themselves in the postseason. Yeah, the thing in the playoffs, you can never have too much depth, yeah. especially pitching depth, you know? And there's such a different mentality when we talk about, you know, pitchers like start, like uh, Alex Cora uses the phrase, everyone's available all the time, you know, last year. Um, you have so many starters who will say, hey, I pitched a hundred yesterday. I'm available today. And that's one of the most important mentalities to have, yeah. especially in a year, or, sorry, especially in the years. I mean, talking about the past, you know, 2020, nah, that doesn't count. 2021 till now, you know, it's such a pitching driven league, you know, offense numbers are down and they have been down. And I just always compare it to 2019 where the ball is juiced. Everything was, flying and pitching depth was more important more than ever it's still important now but and as we if, yep. if i may i think there there's another talking point there with you know pitchers on short rest we talk about if if a series is going the distance is a pitcher gonna pitch on less than five days of rest and a lot of times we see that or a lot of times we'll see you know a, a starter coming in the sixth inning to try to just get that velocity up there and get those innings um in relief, you know, it, back to the, the Red Sox World Series run, Chris Sale, uh, David Price, they, they're coming in late games and and shutting down. So especially, like you said, with pitching depth, um, but but also trying to rest those guys as much as you can. And then, you know, back back to the importance of the manager position, who's going to throw if you make it to a game five, a game seven? Yeah, I'm, if you're a pitcher, you got to be flexible. You got to be willing to start or willing to get in on short rest because yeah. that's reality in the playoffs. And what managers think sometimes is, you know, I don't care about tomorrow. I care about today. 
We're going to do everything in our power to win today. Worry about tomorrow when it comes to tomorrow. I always give, uh, I keep saying I always give, but last year against the Red Sox versus Rays is a perfect example. In the 13 inning game, the Rays put out Patino because who was their starter, projected starter in the next day, which they ended up going with an opener, but they weren't worried about resting him for the next day. They were worried about winning in the moment. And as we see um, teams like, you know, the Yankees, who, you know, their pitching depth is awesome. They got to use it to their advantage. They got to, you know, Boone's got to be like, yo, we got to have all hands on deck. If I ask you to pitch, you better be willing to give us this innings we need. Um, let's go. I want to go back to that series. Obviously, Astros up are one to nothing right now. Mm-hmm. From if Did you see anything at all last night? Uh, a little bit. I I watched a little bit. Uh, I was I was refing uh, a soccer game, but uh, of course, being in New York, I, I was told a lot about it, and I saw a lot of uh, you know fist pumps at, at certain points and stuff like that. Um, but the I think the question with this series is, we know both teams are gonna just destroy anything in the strike zone. So it's it's where are you putting those pitches? It's going to come down to the pitching, and more importantly, the early game pitching, because that's where we've seen both of these teams dominate in the playoffs in in the early game. The games they've struggled or barely won have been in the late game. If it's a dominant win, even if it's a four one, it's going to happen in the first couple innings. Now, you mentioned in the series, you know, the Yankees, Clay Holmes, I'll say, great pitcher up till July, and then. You just have a no complete nosedive, yeah. and that closer situation is up for grabs. You know, they made a few roster. They put Frankie Montas on the roster. I know he did, dealt with an injury, but you know, as we were talking about, you know, having those starters giving you the innings mm-hmm. backfired for the Yankees. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, we'll put it we'll put it that yeah. way. Um, that uh, definitely not biased as a Red Sox fan, but of course not. <laughs> of course, yeah. I just, I really, I'm, I'm struggling with, with watching that series again. Like I said, uh, the, the little league Phillies player in me is rooting for them to go all the way. But in, in terms of the AL, I, I can't in good faith root for the Yankees. And as, as a person, as a self-respecting human being, I can't root for the Astros. Mm-hmm. My, I know the Astros did cheat. But to make it the six consecutive ALC, assuming they're not cheating, to make the six consecutive championship series, you got to do something else. Dusty Baker's done an absolute gr- phenomenal job at, you know, making it this far every year. They have the pieces to do it, and they do it. I- I- Alex Bregman, in his time in Major League Baseball, has made it to the championship series every year. Houston just keeps winning. I'm putting the cheating scandal behind them. They just recovered. And I'm going to root for them. Because, you know, Yankees. I I, I can't root for the Yankees. I understand that. Truthfully, I don't want any of them. I think, you know, whoever wins should just forfeit. Yeah, and of course, you know, I I don't think the Astros are cheating right now. But it it all comes down to principle. You can't... a, A team that is named the Asterix cannot go to another World Series. It can't yeah, so happen. The World Series right Plus, now is being played. How much? How yeah. much better would it be if the Yankees make the World Series and then lose? The the souls of the Yankees fans will be crushed. Aaron Judge will be so close, 
and realized he's probably not going to get that opportunity again and then signed with the Giants. The Giants? The Giants or the Red Sox. And I know one of those things is certainly not happening. Remember when he was doing this to his jersey? Yes. Yes. He's kissing it goodbye. He's kissing the Yankees goodbye. See, the, the thing came <laughs> I know it's a soccer saying, reference, but... Well, yeah, he said that, but I don't I don't think... I mean, I think it's true he watched it, but that was very intentional on kissing the, the logo after the home run. That was very intentional. Whether that means he's staying put, whether that means it's a kiss goodbye, we don't know. But the whole, oh, you know, I just, I started watching and then, you know, it just kind of happened. No, 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 no. We know what you're doing, Aaron. That just gave him an extra $20 million in an offer from somebody else. Uh, oh, that, it might have spiced things up even more if they weren't already. Yeah. Yeah. So back to playoff talk. I think the true World Series is versus the Phillies and Padres right now. Okay. Yeah. I... Whoever wins that game is going to win the World Series. Is Whoever wins from this ALCS does, 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 doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it because if the Phillies make it again, you, you've, you've, you haven't really lost a round yet. Why would you start in the World Series? That, that kind of mentality. And, and mm-hmm. all they've gone through and just the, the sheer will, uh, all Philadelphia has done this sports season is win. Uh, just the city itself with the Eagles, the Flyers, uh, all the that. Flyers, yeah. They they started off three and zero. I I was shocked, but Man, um, they'll come down there. Oh no, oh, absolutely. They they certainly will. But um, it's it's just it's hard to stop that momentum if they make it from the bottom to the top of the postseason. On the other mm-hmm. hand, the Padres win. It it's because they're the Padres. You know, you got Juan Soto, you got Manny Machado, you got and nasty pitching staff that only gets better as the game goes on and if if a pitcher can't do that himself he has someone coming in right behind him that can just absolute nasty strikeout stuff speed unmatched positional uh versatility like uh it's it's incredible to see this team be able to do whatever if you name their their top five position players they could be at a different position every day. And that's really, really scary, especially yeah. if, uh, unfortunately, you have to deal with injuries or something like that. No, yeah. The one guy you haven't mentioned is Machado. He's been he's been on fire. No, I absolutely. Think... He, he is the the heart and soul of that team. He's a scrappy guy. Um, you know, he, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna talk. He, he gets all fired up. He asked for the timeout last night. Didn't get it. He yelled at the ump. He's, He's not afraid to to get in the pitcher's head. He's not afraid to to wake the guys up in the dugout. He is a postseason player. And the fact that, you know, last season was the colossal collapse of the decade, if not century, but, you know, Bob Melvin coming in, giving them some veteranosity, just what he's done also has been very spectacular, you know? Getting a team that was, like I said, projected third into a wild card, eked into a wild card spot. Here we are right now. Josh Hader's been pretty good too, you know. For at first glance, you're like, "What the heck are we doing here?" Now he he's like eight consecutive strikeouts in his like appearances, which is crazy. For that series, it's one one in Philly. 
Philly's got so much momentum and their offense is so good. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. You're having them take the series? Yes. I I I really hope so. I'm rooting for them. Um, but I won't be too, too disappointed. But I also won't 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 be bummed but no yeah i it's a tough one we got we got four very very fun good baseball teams on our hands and it's three it's (laughs) it's it's gonna make uh you know the as a fan as a viewer it's gonna make it very fun for the next uh couple of weeks but yeah i don't know i i want to take the phillies i really do um you, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in you, Jason. I'm gonna follow your lead. I'm taking the Phillies and I'm Ooh. taking the Yankees. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say the Astros. Okay. I want I I like the Astros. I know they're I just checked they're zero zero in their game right now. I think the Astros have the much better offense. And although they're pitching their starters are, you know, okay. Their bullpen is amazing transformation they've done within the past few years or the past year it's pretty good i think it's always a question mark on new york side is the is the offense gonna let be led by judge or is it gonna be you know a bunch of scraps you know you find in a dumpster Uh, we got playoff stanton on our hands and that is a scary 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 yeah I, I didn't even realize he was on the Yankees until I, I watched the playoffs. But, um, no, you, you got Judge in the contract, not not even a contract year, contract month. And, and you got Stanton playoff form. You have Garrett Cole not being as bad as he has been. He's not good, but he hasn't been as bad as he has been. And, and you got maybe, no, definitely – the craziest fan base left in the MLB postseason. That's got to mm-hmm. mean something. Absolutely. You know, Yankees for wildcard exits last year, 2020, no fans. First time since 2019, they really have experienced, you know, real postseason baseball. And although it crushes me, they do, out of all the teams, have the most electric fan base. They've been here multiple times. You know, we saw all the crowd rock the baby. Yeah, no, that's that's incredible. You know, using using your enemy's weapons against you, rubbing that back at uh, back in, um, and you know, it it'll just it'll be interesting. A parallel I I I just drew is Freddie Freeman, Aaron Judge. You're gonna win a World Series and go elsewhere. You might be sad about it, but but where's the money going? Where where's it best set up for you to succeed? Because I think if somehow the Yankees win it this year. I don't think they're getting back there next year, and I think Aaron knows that. I mean, the value in Aaron Judge, even if they make the World Series, it's only going up, you know? The value I see in him, are the Yankees going to be willing to pay him the money? We saw the rejection of his contracts. Now we're off topic. You know, that signif- he took, he bet against himself. And that contract wasn't, you know, a dud. It was a legit. It, it was a good second, offer. It was the second highest paid contract, and then the other, the, the highest was Trout. But like, yeah, Trout's better. I agree. 
but you're not going to get better. Back to my main point. I think, you know, I'll confidently say if the Yankees make the World Series, they won the Harrison Bader trade. I, I think so, yeah. I would have never said that a month ago. Really? That they won the Harrison Bader trade. I thought they absolutely lost it. All right, yeah. I don't? Yeah. I thought that was an absolute stupid move. But, you know, Cashman, Cashman surprises all of us in his moves. You know, Monty is on his couch right now. Bader's still in the playoffs. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and and what a what what a position player he is. Uh, you know, his, his bat's been working, but he has the wheels. He has the fielding. Of course, we've seen a, a lot of costly errors from from the Yankees in the field and um Isaiah kind of fluffy, yeah. yeah yeah that was certainly fun to watch but um it, it's you know if a ball drops through that that could be a run that could be two runs especially against the Astros uh in in their home field wide outfield all that but uh not, nothing's dropping in front of mm-hmm. in front of Bader so that, Yankee, that is something that's yeah. underrated the Yankees got to take one game from this Houston. Like they got to yep. win tonight. I feel like if they if they want a bit a high chance on winning. Yeah, because because like I said, with the fan base, uh, they're they're crazy, they're loud, they're loyal. But it, we we talk about it all the time. You don't want to play in New York because because if if you go downhill, that you know the fans don't leave. They're they're still there. They're just going to be loud in your ear, and and that might actually demoralize them at home. I mean, you know, it's about the mentality wherever you play. Yankee Stadium is somewhere you really don't uh, obviously want to play. You want to, you know, you want to, how do I say this? You want to take at least one game in an environment yeah. like New York. Why? You, It's uncertain. It's not as, I think, home field advantage is not as... What's the, it's not as vital as hockey, where agree, hockey, yeah. you know, you can win, you can you can win all if you have home field advantage, you can just win it purely by winning at home, you know, the crowd's just insane. But yeah, I, I think it's it's unique in hockey. It's it, it's the crowd atmosphere. Uh, in in baseball, it's it's the field dimensions. It's it's the only sport where each ballpark is different or each you know quote-unquote arena uh has, has a difference and like i said with fielding the the outfield plays a major difference and uh you know if you're comfortable in, in being in the outfield or if you know if you're running to your back right how far away is that wall um short porch I, too. I, yeah i i think yankee stadium uh, it's it's a sad excuse for a ballpark but it certainly has has its uh you it know, does. Little League and World Series. I just put a, uh, pulled up the stats. The Astros won 51 games on the road this year. I mean, that's so much, but I'm trying to get the Yankees' home record. But um, yeah, you got it. You got to use Yankee Stadium to your advantage and not, you don't want to repeat 2017 where you win your first two games at home, lose the next three at Yankee Stadium, and then win. Two, I mean, obviously the cheating thing happened, you know. <laughs> you know um, that little thing. Yeah, yeah. Yankees were fifty-seven wins at home this year. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, difference of six between home and road from the Astros. Um, but yeah, no, I, 
I, I've been I've been enjoying, especially Justin Verlander. Past three, four years, you know, obviously dealt with some injuries, but and just keep saying, oh, you know, it's it's going to be the death of my childhood when when he comes back and, and can't pitch. You know, we got Pujols retiring, Wainwright retiring, all that. Uh, it's it's going to be what? you know the it's going to be crushing to see Verlander not be able to pitch anymore, but. My goodness, he, he he just doesn't stop. He's he's incredible, even at you know his his late age and and, and late uh, you know I guess well, elbow yeah. mobility. If, I also feel like I'm and I'm gonna pivot off yeah. of the Yankees, but I know I'm jumping a lot. I think whoever wins in the NL will win it all. I just okay. have a feeling. Yeah, I just have a feeling it's their year again. The AL hasn't won since twenty since the Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the universal DH does does play a factor in that. It's it's not as much of a uh, difference now. Usually that that, that difference does uh, give the the NL an advantage because they're used to kind of playing a man down on offense. But um, certainly it's it's level playing field now, and you know the the NL won't seem as foreign uh, to the American League, and maybe that's something they're used to prepping for in the playoffs, and it's going to be different this year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's a wrap. Don't go Sox. <laughs> I say that at the end of every episode. So. Oh, well, well, thank you for having me on again. And uh, yeah, of course. I'm excited to see how this, this season finishes up. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to have you back on maybe in the off season or definitely in the off season. Oh, I love, I so love uh, predictions about free agency and stuff. And I'll get your reaction on Judge of the Sox. <laughs> I definitely. hope so, yeah. Yeah, alrighty. Peace. Sports betting is a tough nut to crack. Breakthrough with sportsbookcheatsheet.com. Sportsbook Cheat Sheet's statisticians give you the edge in football, baseball, golf, and basketball betting. They don't tell you what to do with your money. They do the research, crunch the numbers, and make predictions so you can make the best picks. All for less than 20 bucks a month. Register online now or sign up for a free trial at sportsbookcheatsheet.com. That's sportsbookcheatsheet.com. Sportsbook Cheat Sheet. Analytics for an edge.